Discussing something that um, a lot of times people talk about it, but don't go really in depth about it because I guess to try to avoid maybe offending people, hurting people's feelings. But it's more so. Uh, uh, I think the conversation is needed because we have a lot of young people, especially this whole generation. I would say that eh, uh, maybe hell ten to thirty five um, group of young black men. They're really into the hair. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's braided, locked, just woke up out the bed, whatever, you know, and everything. And, and it's, you know, however you do it, how you do it. But, you know, I want to have a discussion because outside of you coming out of your house, you got something called the world. And the night show discusses something uh, that I think, you know, a lot of, I've heard it many a times, you can't judge me by how I look. Right. You know, and I want to just see everybody's, you know, uh, uh, hear everybody's opinion on it. I'm, I'm going to share mine. And I thought we have a real good discussion tonight. Before we get started, I want to say what's up to my producer, DJ Lab. What's good, brother? Best man. day of the week, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We're going to get a cracker laughing, man. <laughs> Thursday. Hey, bro, guy called me today. Uh, I sent him your number. Okay. About the uh, you need a radio uh, independent artist. Okay. Did you get in here from him? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Somebody okay. called me. Uh, Mr. Clean or something. I don't know what okay. I mean, but hey, I told me, man, yeah, I, I'm on the chunk. Right. I'm gonna get you to the man that can do. It. Uh, okay. You know okay. they, they yeah, say, you know. Okay, cool. Him. I talked. Uh, it just ran across my mind, lab. Uh, I'm glad you said it because I was sitting there going, "How you get my number?" I, know. <laughs> I appreciate me. you. Tell me. <laughs> What's going on? Who that? Alex, Alex, uh, Alex Roblox. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing wrong. I'm trying to read, uh, read the letters and everything. Um, again, this is Change Your Lives, hosted by your truly, Deontay Burton. Tonight we're discussing You Can't Judge Me by How I Look. Right now, we stream live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Twitter. The main hub is the Change Your Lives YouTube channel, where we have over 400, probably, well, maybe 500 videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we switched it up, you know, this year is more of a fatherly parent and advice channel, uh, even coming from a black father perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, still a motivational channel and everything, but we're talking about more uh, topics in regards to just, uh, again, from a black father's perspective, you know, even a, a mature black male perspective, we're talking about it. But we still mm-hmm. be talking the same thing with parenting, uh, family, dating, you know, you know, professional advice, things like that. But that's what we kind of shifted the channel to. But again, this subject in, uh, in particular, you can't judge by how I look, is something that, you know, me being a mentor and also being a father of four sons, I know how it is where everybody, you know, wants to, you know, to uh, express themselves. Right. And and there have been, you know, no shortage of, you know, just looking at, you know, different uh, original ethnic ideals. Uh-huh. Before you, we get started, brother. Talk to me. You got to tell us where you got that fly hat from. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> this is from a girl, Maisha, man, at Maduro Crowns. Look up Maduro Crowns on uh, on Instagram. Uh-huh. Maduro Crowns. I'm, uh, I know I'm saying it right. I know I'm saying it right. Maduro crowns on a uh, uh, Maduro yeah Maduro crowns on a uh, Instagram. Okay, that's it. M A D U R O C R O N S Maduro crowns on Instagram. But yeah, man, this is a custom custom hat with nobody in the galaxy got. This is my <laughs> birthday cap, baby. Not in the galaxy. Yeah, in the galaxy man. <laughs> so they can't yeah. get that. That's a one of one. Oh nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Only pooch. That's right. That's mm. right. That's right. I just wanted to, you know. Nah, she could. That's my homegirl, man. She hooked me up, man. And uh, give a shout-out. Check out her page on Instagram. 
she's solid, man. And custom hats and everything. Over doing it, and she can put all kind of stuff, all kind of flavor on there. Okay. All kind of uh, exotic designs and stuff like that. You know, but but uh, she on point with it. Shout out this cigar, man. It's a fat bottom, Betty. Check out uh, if you're on the south side of Atlanta, go to Smoke City Cigars, man. Uh, uh, holla at Seville. Let her, Seville. you know, yeah, uh, let her know Deontay sent you, man. But yeah, check them out too. Smoke City Cigars. They're on Tara Boulevard. Uh, I think I don't know if they had Lovejoy Hampton. Mm -hmm. But man, they got a real nice, you know, selection in there. But I picked these up, man, uh, the other day and everything. Fat Bottom Betty, man. Mm. Yeah, it tastes like one, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> we always get off fucking topic. Just, just like that. <laughs> okay. If you what want. we got here? My daughter just told me the other day that nine out of ten of her friends have no fathers in their lives. Uh, I can I can see that. And, and, and the thing of it is, is just when we're, we're, we're rebranding the channel, I am the father of four, uh, four sons, and I'm, uh, I know a lot of times people need to be able to share advice. We got a, um, a unique fraternity, but also a uh, small fraternity we talk about you know involve black fathers so it's not uh, just for that but just also just kick advice kick opinions and have these kind of discussions mm -hmm. because I know one side of being an actual youth mentor that you don't want to kind of shift somebody's individuality but you don't live in a bubble right and a lot of times um, uh, things will come up where we still kids to do this and do that but we may have kind of you know Close them off mm -hmm. from particular things because how we feel. Right. Because things have changed. We get older. We become the OGs and stuff like that. But then some things still say the same. Mm. So that's why we have a discussion like this. And this is for even the young people, uh, the parents and everybody. But, you know, just, you know, and, I, and I do want everybody to know before we go any further. I got it pinned everywhere. Uh, it should be on the actual TikTok, but I know it's not on the, the Instagram. The call-in show, uh, this is a call-in show. So you're welcome to call in. The number is 678 seven four zero nine eight nine four again the call in number is six seven eight seven four zero nine eight nine four one more time six seven eight seven four zero nine eight nine four feel free to call in did that one good i did it good <laughs> hey man <laughs> getting the flow up <laughs> i just be here like nine 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 <laughs> i'm getting it man but uh I, let me ask you a question. How's everybody else shows? Are they getting a lot of calls in? Or just various? Uh, the person who gets the most calls is Duan Rude. He gets the most calls. Yeah, he missed a damn smooth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. He gets the most okay. calls. I can't get calls like Duan. That's why. Okay, you how you get calls too. Uh, I think people just, I think they just nervous about talking on that yeah. phone. I, 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 it, it goes not to how they look, but how they sound. You know mm. what I'm saying? Well, you know, the one the people's champ. Right, right. Yeah, he know. is the people's champ. <laughs> he be having it ringing off the hood. Shout out to one because uh, we're on a uh, what Tuesday, mm -hmm. West Side Stories, and then on uh, Wednesday we got a uh, a uh, uh, Misfits of Comedy. So y'all make sure y'all go to Misfits Radio, Misfits TV. Look it up on YouTube. Look it up on Instagram. Check out the shows on there and everything. So got a lot of great shows. But right now you're in. You're in here with Deontay Burton. We're going to change some lives this, uh, this particular hour. That's right. And, you know, we're having these conversations. You know, me being a youth mentor, um, it's interesting. Uh, about two weeks ago, I am, you know, a member of 100 Black Men. We have our, our flagship program we call Rites of Passage. Mm -hmm. And what we do is, in Rites of Passage, is we get kids from 8th grade through 12th grade, following the whole process through. They mm -hmm. stay in the whole time. And we teach them just, you know, financial literacy, etiquette, 
uh, grooming, how to dress, how to travel. You know, the thing of mm-hmm. it is, you you know, you're a brother with 100, well-educated, well-traveled, you know, well-spoken, all that good stuff. Right. And we groom the young men to be that. So we got that, and then we have, the, you know, collegiate arm, the emerging arm, but that's our flagship program. Okay. And, and with 140 some chapter and uh, 100 black men, I think we've been three-time chapter of the year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, it's a proven product. Right. And so with that said, they do a pretty good job. I'm not a member of that um, uh, program of doing it, but uh, one of my sons, he graduates soon. Chris been in it since uh, eighth grade. Oh, and then really? William started next year. But it's a good program. And the, the, what I'm bringing up, one of their pro- <laughs> one of their uh, contingencies has been young men's hair can't be more than half an inch. Okay. So you know we lose a lot of kids in the application process mm-hmm. because they want their corn rolls. The they want their dreads. They want it all. Uh-huh. And them brothers are very adamant. No. Okay. And it was inter- it's interesting because two weeks ago what happened was we had a parent form and I was there because I have a kid in the program. Uh-huh. And one of the fathers asked about it. And um, he was talking about, hey, man, you know, my son a good kid, this, that, and that. Why should he have to, you know, mat his hat down before he come here and everything? Um and those guys that run the program, I mean, they they not even, like, trying right. to hear shit. They right. just like, nah, well, this is it. And I understand that part of it. You know, this is the rules. been the rules for about 15, 20 years. Y'all apply. You knew that. Uh, but the thing of it is just the world is changing. Our president, uh, Rafiq Ahmad, and uh, Rafiq mentioned, he said, you do have something called a crown act. Mm-hmm. We can't discriminate off how people's hairs are and stuff like that. And, uh I don't know if that's applicable uh, to it because, again, it's not, it's, you know, they're not even, uh, because they aren't just stuck on hair. They're saying you got to be groomed, you got to mm-hmm. be shaving and all that stuff. We get the kids, like, a, several things they have to do before they come in and stuff like that. And, uh, but the, the, the conversation was the world is changing. Mm-hmm. But what had me thinking was, and, again, we're talking about, you know, the whole subject of you can't judge me by how I look, especially when we're talking about, you know, young black men. Mm-hmm. Um, what I just remember being in corporate America, and you know, again, that's why I want people to call in. Remember to call in number six seven eight seven four zero nine eight nine four. That is kind of true as far as you got you got this glass ceiling on how you look. Right. I remember, you know, just just talking to some brothers uh, before. Now you can say, okay, this guy's been working in corporate America. He's a supervisor. He's a manager. He got dreads. I've never seen nobody at executive level. Outside of a black man, black a black owned company mm-hmm. with dreads, okay. and I ain't never seen no one with, with, with braids or anything. Mm-hmm. So, in in damn near at executive level, I shit, I'm scratching to see anyone that had damn facial hair. I, I'm not. I've seen people at executive level. Have, well, let's put it this way: previously, when I first got into the corporate world, as I got out of college, um. I did see people, I didn't see people with, you know, it was all clean shaven. Mm-hmm. And I was even that way. Uh-huh. I was clean shaven. Um, I started losing my hair early, so I started shaving bald. I was clean shaven for a long time because mm-hmm. I was always in office and around the management, upper management and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as time progressed, like as time's getting, you know, closer, like even, even as far as dressing, like, uh-huh. you know, we had to wear a tie, or, you know, slacks. And now it's getting to... To point now where I go in the office and they got on like they had a thing where you couldn't wear you could wear you couldn't wear uh, white 
bottom shoes. You know, the shoes could be brown, but the bottom of it couldn't be white. The sole couldn't be mm-hmm. white. It had to be a darker color. Yeah. Now I see people walking in with white soles and. Today I saw a guy with a suit on with some brown shoes and had the white soles on and he was in there skipping, let me tell it. So, and now you, like me, I got a beard now. So I would, you know, previously maybe back in the early 90s, early 2000s, I wouldn't be caught dead with the beard because I didn't want to go in the office and present myself like that. Gotcha. But now I see upper management, you know. Well, don't you just say it now. And that was the key thing I just mm-hmm. said. I ain't seen upper management supervisor yeah executive vp president ceo self i ain't seen now i have I ain't, I ain't, my I ain't previous see. company that i worked for the president ceo mm-hmm. they they had facial hair i mean they even wore shorts in the office no yeah. take the beard out dreads we talking about they dreads they had long, long hair they had long hair black they were white we, we talking about executive level we talking about all races so well well, let me say. For my executive, white. Well, let me say this, and I don't want to be ignorant of what I'm saying, but I'm just gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. If we had they stuff, they can do what the hell they want to do. Okay. Cause we know, as a, you know, even as a black man, let's keep it real. A white guy can go. A white guy can look like he just came out of a skid row. Mm-hmm. He just got to watch, you know, watch his hair cut it and shave, mm-hmm. and he can put a suit on. He looks like he been been there four or five years, mm-hmm. you know. You know, I, I get what you're saying, but we also have to realize that at most of these corporations, I mean, if we're going to go by upper management and how they dress and look, we have to go by the upper management of what we have. And most of us, you know, work for upper management, CEOs and stuff, and white companies. So we have to realize that. So regardless to if he could get out the shower and comb his hair back and look, clean shaving the, the I guess the, the problem is is that he still has long hair. If I gotta cut mine to a certain length, he should have to cut his to a certain length. I get it. I, I just I know you say you you seen it. I, yeah. I you know, I mean fifteen years been downtown, I ain't never seen it. I've I'm seen just it. you know, in in the in the whole point, I ain't seen not one brother with dreads, mm-hmm. braids. Now you never seen that no executive level. Okay. Now we might go to just say so you have, might have like a black empowerment conference or something like that. It's a black owned company. That's one thing. But we start just say Fortune five hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, no way in hell. Mm-hmm. No way in hell. I mean clean cut. Not necessarily even though facial hair. Facial hair might be a little different, but just the dress and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is based off of you know we we gonna just keep it real. Uh, uh, customer not necessarily comfortable with that. We know times are changing, things are changing, and stuff like that. I, I guess so, I gotta. I guess we gotta say, well, how many um, black men are the head of Fortune 500 companies? How many do we have? Like, how many do we have to set that example? Well, not not necessarily the owner. We talking about what the thing. That's why that's the whole point of it is. Mm-hmm. You got you'll be surprised when you start thinking about you know when you start you you can do a Google search right now CEOs. We just talking about executive level. Okay. Say VP, CFOs. Mm-hmm. We going today that that sector. Cause we start talking about just like okay, he's shift supervisor, just in management. It ain't that many. I mean, you, you'll see it then, mm-hmm. but the glass ceiling is there. Mm-hmm. The whole thing of it, you're not gonna get them opportunities if you don't necessarily conform from a parent standpoint. And, and again, I, I would challenge anybody. Call you know, call it. I know everybody got their thinking caps on. You have a lot of brothers that actually, you know, from a, a, a capacity standpoint, could probably handle it. Mm-hmm. But I, I know from that point, you don't hit that ceiling. If you want to do that, you won't want to do it. And again, uh, uh, I I deal a lot with a lot of brothers that deal that 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 are at the executive level. And I don't necessarily know if it's a conforming thing. Most of the time, you kind of like 
get to a certain point in your career, like, you know, uh, he's like, okay, well, let me just change this, look, adjust this. Things mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. But when we start looking at it from an indiv- individuality standpoint, we have more kids, especially what I see with young young black men. What I've seen, they have this uh, attachment with their hair. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it, but while my whole thing over there, let's be realistic with certain expectations. Because mm-hmm. when you say, okay, I got these tattoos, I got these dreads, this is me. Okay, and then you shouldn't be able to look at me and just judge me. The flip side of that is, that's fair, depending on what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Now, we can sit here and say, well, now nah, people not supposed to. It should give you a chance. Mm-hmm. But are that, is that always going to be the case? Well, I guess we go back to what we, what you said earlier. Um, and Slick said, let me, let me go. Slick said, it really depends on the job, but now you can't really discriminate against someone because of their hair. Times have changed. Uh, I guess that's going back to the Crown Act that we talked about earlier that Slick is mentioning. But um, when you come to these companies, you know that they're, they're going to have rules. I'm trying to get both sides of the coin here. Um, and and one of the um, one of the um, agreements when you take the job is you're going to conform to their rules. Mm-hmm. You're going to conform to how they present their company and their brand to the public. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, if you're getting a, a salary that you consider yourself to be decent because you took the job, you have to conform to how they want to present their company. It's their company. It's not yours. So on that aspect, you do have to, you know, whether, you know, cut your hair how they would want it. Uh, where, I mean, I remember when I worked at a law firm, they used mm-hmm. to send out every year dress code. Mm-hmm. Dress code, what you could wear, what you couldn't wear. Mm-hmm. Um, because at some point it got lax of days ago, you know, it got lax, you know, they were coming in there with flip flops on and <laughs> the back of the, you know, heels out and you're not supposed to be like that in office. Send that reminder out. Right. They had to put out, Hey, we ain't saying nothing about this in a couple of years. You can't yeah. wear this stuff. So, gotcha. even, and even in my current job, which I won't mention, I go to the office and I dress, you know, collar shirt, you know, slacks, dress shoes, you know, all that. And they be in, most of those people be in there in blue jeans and let me tell the t-shirt. Like, they just rolled out of bed. And I'm, I feel overdressed. But that's how I've always been in the corporate world. You get what I'm saying? So so I try to make sure that I'm presentable. Because for one, for me, my thing is you never know who's going to walk into the office. So I want to be presentable because you don't know who's going to walk in. It could be, you know, the main owner of the company could walk in see you, you dress nicely, shave, clean cut, looking nice, smelling mm-hmm. decent, and, and you stand out, whereas everybody else got on blue jeans and t-shirts, let me, t- you know, and, and sneakers, and gym shoes walking around, you the one who stands out because you are looking decent. Well, well let me ask you a question, Lab. Young blood. Mm-hmm. Young blood, getting started, and everything going into the corporate world, but they got, you know, they, they, they natural have thing going mm-hmm. on. What would be your advice to them? Would you say, hey, man, do you? Or, you know, hey, man, I would kind of just... Uh, well, if, if they're going into a corporate world, first thing they should do is research the company. Just say research the company. Because, uh-huh. and, and, and I'm just going to tell you this. Well, what I know, I want to I, I I cut you off. Finish you about to say. Finish you about to say. I, I would say that they should research the company and see how it's presented. Um... A lot of times you shouldn't take jobs if you don't know. We're talking about young blood. Young blood. Just out, the, out of college. Young blood, yeah, there you go. Been the whole time with yeah. his like this. Oh, we get the call. <laughs> it's changing lives. Hello? Hello? 
Hello? Hey, this change your Hey, what's up? Okay. Call back. Uh, the call got dropped. A uh, call back. Please, Young Blood. Uh huh. Young Blood. You know, this ain't lab. Been working two or three years in the industry. Experience. Right. Got, you know, been around and seen this, that, and that. This Young Blood. Okay. Um. I would say. He like yeah. his hair. He yeah, want you know, young boy. You young boy walk around twisting their finger. He gonna have to conform to that. He gonna have to shave. He gonna have to cut his hair. You tell him to cut his hair. I would tell him because you. My thing is, but it's it's like two sides of this thing. It's like two. I would tell him to cut his hair because you're going into the corporate world and you want to get this job to maintain mm -hmm. your um, your lifestyle, your living, your you know, eat, drink, sleep, you know, all that. So. You, you're gonna have to conform anyway. So mm -hmm. I would tell him to go ahead, cut his hair, go in the corporate world, see how it is, see how it's presented. And because it's always better to go in there, look at decent, and then maybe change your look as you progress within the company. But you won't get the job altogether if they feel that your hair is not, if, you're, if, you're, if your presentation is not good. You know what I'm saying? I think that's if good you're presenting advice. yourself in, in, in the improper way to them. So. Grooming yourself and looking nice in the aspect of keeping the job or getting the job is better than not getting the job. Yeah, I, I think that's a good advice. It changed your lives. What's good, fam? I just tried to call. I, I want to chime in on your topic tonight. Okay, cool, cool. What's going on? Hey, uh, nothing much. You know, this this your little cousin Damien, man. I, I, I can agree. <laughs> nothing much, nothing much. You know, uh, I, I really can't agree on this um, with the, the hair situation thing which y'all talking about. Like, although I don't think it's right for people to be judged on how they look, um, it's not even so much of the CEOs and the bosses. It's, it's what the consumer feels comfortable with coming in and if you're shopping for or whatever your service is. They do it. I feel like they do it more so for the consumer more so for themselves as the CEO or the boss or whatever because that's how they make money is they consumer. Now, if they felt like they consumer really didn't care or let's say they consumer wouldn't be scared to walk into somewhere with, you know, five black men with dreads or something working there no. and wouldn't feel no type of way or whatever, I feel like then the CEOs would allow that. But since, you know, um, people with, I guess, young men with dreads and, Things of that nature have got such a bad look out in the world. The CEOs don't want to bring it into their office because of that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Damon, let me ask you a question. Let me just give this, this is my cousin Damon. Damon's an actor, and Damon's the same age as my, my older son. Damon, what were you, 28, 29 years old? 28. 28. Damon's been working in the music industry also. Let me ask you a question. When you, like, when you start peeping this out and, you know, to base your opinion, was it OJT when you just got on the job training where you kind of went a couple of places, somebody said something to you, or did somebody pull you to decide to give you some game to kind of tell you, hey, man, this is a money thing, this is why these people feel comfortable? How did you come to your opinion with that? Was you seeing it or somebody told you beforehand? Um, A little bit of both, actually. A little bit of both. Because um, like you just said, I'm an actor, so I get a lot of, I get a lot of auditions that say clean shaved or low cut, no tats, clean shaved, no visible tattoos. So through that, I started to see, well, it must be easier to sell somebody like this or to market somebody like this rather than, you know, to have the natural look like we're talking about. So 
it's kind of both ways because my pops had told me a long time ago, hey, man, keep yourself clean, clean, keep a clean look, keep, you know, keep your clothes clean. Just make sure you always clean and tight because you never know um, how other people perceive uh, the way you're looking. You know, um, like if I had dreads, even though I have dreads, my personality may be way different from the other guy you met on the corner with dreads. But just because he's on the corner with dreads and he's a black man, you probably going to perceive me like that. Do you know of any any young man, just say your age, that have missed out on opportunities by thinking the opposite of what you just said? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. And and when you try to have a conversation with him, like, hey, man, listen, this worked out for me. I understand how you feel. What is you the the response that comes along with that? Well, now they my, their, their their biggest response is, hey, man, things changing. It ain't like it used to be. I got plenty of partners with dress working, but. When they say working, they're not talking on the level we're talking on. Like, I know I heard you and your partner, y'all say Fortune 500 company. I don't, like y'all said, I don't really necessarily know no people in high power in Fortune 500 companies with dreads. Like, my partners, I guess they be thinking, well, I'm not even going to say all of them, but just the few people I had the conversation with, they thinking, you know, just some management job and stuff like that. So their mind ain't really thinking CEO type, you know, things like that. Yeah, and, and, and usually uh, with experience and as you go through life, especially getting off of 30, um, you, you start thinking expansions and advancements and things like that, depending on what career you're in. And then you start, and that's when you, that actual glass ceiling probably come into, you know, come into effect where you're like, I done did everything I was supposed to. I done put 10, 10, 15 years in the game, and now I can't go no further. And sometimes you get typecast in certain you know, careers like he can only do this kind of county, he can only do this kind of law, he can only do that, and it may be because you're working there, or it may be because what we talk about, you got a particular look that they kind of tolerated here, but we can't put you over there because this is where we make the money, money, and I can't put you over there because you might say the wrong thing, you come that way in the wrong thing, you might scare the hell out of people and stuff like that, and it's real, and I think uh, yeah. uh, uh, far too often. Especially with our young black men, we don't have these conversations with them to say, look, I understand you feel this way. I understand the individuality, but we got something called the world. And unless you're that kind of moving shaker where you feel like, okay, I do my own thing. And even then, I'm self-employed. I've been in business 20 years. I got my own business. I still got to make sure that my, my customers got to see me a certain way because they give me their money. So right. if I come in yeah. any kind of way, man, they be like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. He look like he's going to do some damn fraud. <laughs> So perception is not necessarily the perception I was going to be felt, but perception is real. And right. you yep. can deny it. Like you said, depending, like you said, like if you're just going to be at a certain level, that's one thing. And, and like you said, they may not even be thinking about it. They may not be thinking about it. And, and that's felt. But at the end of the day, you as you advance in life. Okay, man, I've been doing this so many years. Let me go on and, uh, you know, I'm going to go on and get in. You know, guys already told me I'm, I do pretty good. Let me go and apply for that supervisor position. Mm -hmm. Let me do this, do that, and that. And all of a sudden, now all these issues coming up. Well, man, you ain't did this. You ain't, well, man, you ain't never said that on my review. They never said on your review because they were cool where you at. Mm -hmm. Now you finna get around these people. You finna start talking right. about all these different kind of. You just say if you're working in a warehouse, you might be talking to different product specialists and different other kind of companies. We need you to look a certain way. You may it might not even be about you being white, but it might just be a little. You need to mow a little clean cut. Like you just said, the tax can't be showing to have the grooming and all that stuff got to be in place. Mm -hmm. It's hard, but it fell. That's just how it is. And 
far too often will get mixed with it. You can't go to, you can't make your damn rules in somebody else's game. Mm-hmm. If this the game you gonna play, you gotta go by the rules of the game. Right. You can't just okay right. now I want to play a, a different role in the game. Mm-hmm. The rules still the damn rules, regardless how you feel. Right. You know, and a lot of times people yep. you know just you know get away from that man. I, I appreciate you chiming in on that, Damien. Hey man, if you want to man, you can get your social media out and everything out there. Uh, you know, you, uh, you, all your uh, your information out while you're on. Oh man, it just y'all can follow me on Instagram, Rich Rocky, or Facebook, Damien T. Gordon, man. It's nothing not special. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yep. Ain't that special, man. You're a bad man, though. My problem look good, <laughs> man. Problem look good. Hey, man. Hey, appreciate you calling in, Damien. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, take it easy now. What's going on, everybody? Again, this is Change Lives, hosted by your truly, Deontay Burton. Tonight's show, we're talking about you can't judge me by how I look. And I want to have an open conversation with everybody in regards to that because it is a subject that a lot of people have with each other. And they feel like a lot of times that they've been wrong because people, you know, you can't judge a book by a cover. But I think we all do that. We all do it. And, and, and until you really, a lot of times, personally affected by that, you don't really get too much thoughts of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So let's say that there is a. There's even a black newscaster who doesn't cut his hair, but he lines it up, like on the news. A newscaster mm-hmm. in Atlanta? Uh, I'm not sure. Is that in Atlanta, Slim? I don't pick it. I got my makers. <laughs> uh, but like, like you were saying, why she has, why she, you know, we a little Instagram's a little behind. But um, yeah, like you were saying, we do have to. If you want to keep that job, keep that lifestyle, unfortunately, you're going to have to conform to how they feel you should look. That's just that's just par for the course. Well, well, well on the flip side, I think Damon made a great point, man. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them just, just being aware of that. It's not necessarily that uh, they're looking at it from the perspective of how they feel. Mm-hmm. They know their customers. Right. And this customer is going to be afraid of, you know, this guy with spike hair, dread hair, uh, uh, naturally not in hell. Mm-hmm. We can't lose no money with that. Yeah. We can't. We, we can't do that. Nobody trying to get. It, 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 it ain't about the content of your character. I'm give a damn about that. We talking right. about my money. Right. And and that, and that even goes to aspects of tattoos. Yeah. You know, I have tattoos, but I also know because, like I said, I'm old, so I've been in the corporate world a long time. I'm not gonna have my tattoos in the visible area. You get what I'm saying? You can mm-hmm. have tattoos. I even seen people who had their whole arms tattooed to a certain point. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the sleeves won't, so you can have sleeves on it, it won't show. Because some companies, unfortunately, don't want anyone with tattoos. Now, you can have them, but they don't want to visit them. Like, they don't want them all on your, up, up your neck and, you know, all down on your hands and stuff like that. And I can see where that would be a problem. So if you're in a management position, you're meeting potential, or not management, but even if you're in the upper level, you know, vice president, president, you still meet people, you still meet investors, and, you know, some investors are just older. They have older aspects of things. They have older ways that they see things. So they may not want to invest in your company if you have dreads or you have tattoos showing and things of that nature. And unfortunately, that's, that's their money. They can do what they want. Just like it's, it's their company. They can give you the dress code if they want. And we have to realize, you know, as black, black men, our young black men have to realize that coming up in the corporate world, it still ran like the 1950s, some, uh, most of them. Well, what I do want, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, like, but I don't want people to get exceptions to the rule 
confused with the norm. With accept with, you, you, with acceptance. Yeah, cause cause you might got one brother that got the dreads. Mm -hmm. Oh well, look at him. Mm -hmm. And then oh look at him. And they just so I mean, and they, they may be so damn dynamic, mm -hmm. or maybe so damn lucky they got that. Right. But the vast majority don't get that, and they're fully fully competent mm -hmm. to be in the positions because of the optics of what people see. Mm -hmm. They can't go any further. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes we get exceptions mm -hmm. and say, okay, now, nah, well, look at him. Look at him. Yeah, shit, you ain't him. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> some, you know, I, I mean, we know some people out there that are phenomenal salespeople. Right. Phenomenal in what they do, and they're not always going to be able. You can't look at everybody. Well, you ain't that dude. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of times get like, well, such and such do it. Such and such a dog. Right. Such and such making numbers. Such and such, such get on it. Yeah, exactly. You ain't him. We, we, we can put that beside him because he's doing so much for us. Mm -hmm. Let me get this. Uh, Sexy Redbone 28. I don't get a, uh, I didn't get a job at Chuck E. Cheese in my teenage years due to a tattoo on my lower arm, the, uh, the location in Marietta. Gonna put folks on Marietta on blast. Because <laughs> they can give you Chuck E. Cheese and let <laughs> that, I had to check and cheese kill. I thought shit. You go ahead. Only you, you, you should apply for the rat uniform. That's what it is. But sometimes those those companies like that do care because you in front of children. So you know, I get it. I get right, it. I right, get it. With right, that. right. I get with that. She, she, she applied for the wrong position. She should have got the little. You should have applied to be the rat. <laughs> they worry about the tattoos. But that's the thing about it. Sometimes people want to see that. You know, just again, I don't necessarily know if it's. We can just go into fair and all this other kind of stuff. You know, it is what it is. Well, it's definitely not fair because on the opposite side of that, those companies need to think about how many talented people they probably missing out on because of those strict, stingent, old rules. I mean, to be let's be honest, they're old. They're old rules. I mean, the children, the kids nowadays that are growing up don't conform to that kind of stuff. So, and, and like we said, they, they have to because of the company, but how much talent are you losing? How many? How much talent? Like, think about these Fortune, these Fortune 500 tech companies. They lack like, so go on their rules. I mean, you come there in swimsuit, let them tell. As long as you in that office and you code and you making sure that website is working and that money's coming in the way it gotcha. needs to be coming in, they give you sleep places to sleep. They give you lunch, free lunch. So, you, I mean, and they're they're having successful people. They got okay. very talented people on their staff. So. It's, it's too. You can look at it both like ways. Saying, like saying, you're not they let things go. I, I've seen people in tech companies with tattoos on their face. Yeah, you missed out on diamonds in the rough. I right. get it. Okay. Okay. T let's let's play devil's advocate. Because uh -huh. like when my cousin had brought a point up, he said we mentioned Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. Take Fortune 500 companies out of the mix. Okay. Let's say you're working at such and such a uh, country club. Okay. Well, you know that actually the target audience is predominantly probably. Somebody older, black, well, older, white, wealthy, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. might have some sprinkles of pepper in there, uh, here and there, but for the most part, you know the demographic, right? right. And you may have certain pubs or different things like that. We're just talking about where you're working a job where it requires, you know, manual skill level, mm -hmm. minimum skill level, right? At the end of the day, still, it's still a, we're looking at what a particular look mm -hmm. they can only have. Every you can't be a bartender. Or waitress in certain restaurants, depending on what the demographic is. Because we go back to, like you said, it ain't fair, but it's still going back to who? Yeah, and I thought it was great. He he understood that at, at a young age. The customer. Right. It don't matter. You can be so solid. Mm -hmm. But if you make my money feel uncomfortable, 
You, you understand? Right. See, I, I can, I can, I can run, I can run the tax office on the west side. Uh -huh. Goals, tattoos, and all that kind of stuff. I can't run no accounting firm in Buckhead like that. Right. Cause they like, what the hell going on? But we just same, same, same. I, I, I guess we need to break up the demographic. I think we need to break up the companies because. Now that you said, like a visual, a visual person who's in front of the customer, yeah, they need to be groomed because every customer is going to have a different way if they see to see the world. But like I was saying, tech companies, we can't put that in that group because most people in tech companies are not in front of the customer. The yeah. customers on the website or, or something like that, those, those people can be can be given uh, exceptions. You get what I'm saying? Because they're not necessarily they're not going to meet you as an investor necessarily. Um, because the investor's going straight to the CEO. You get what I'm saying? So in those aspects, we have to separate that from, we have to separate that from companies that actually uh, have, have people who are in front of customers and companies that don't have that, who, okay. don't, who don't necessarily have that. Fair, fair that enough aspect. point. Fair enough point. Okay. Fair enough point. Tell you a conversation I had uh, with, with a good friend of mine. He, uh, my man, uh, Scott, was talking to me. Scott. Probably about 55, 56. Mm -hmm. We're sitting in that cigar spot by the money go. Shared a store with me from the early 90s. Fresh out of college. He was working uh, at Xerox mm -hmm. corporate. And he said he was cute, so he wore his bow tie. Mm -hmm. And he said everybody was in there. He said a black supervisor. All Everybody in there had a regular tie and everything. But he coming out because he's fresh out of college, cute, had his bow tie. Okay. He said the brother called him in the office. Mm -hmm. He said, man, don't you ever wear that MF bow tie anymore mm -hmm. and everything. And he's trying to feel like, what's going on? I'm clean and everything right. like that. And he said, listen, people are paying more attention that you are bow tie than who you are. Mm -hmm. And listening to, looking at that, and, oh, that's bow tie. You want them to actually, you you know, again, when wrong, we do what the Romans do. Right. To your point, at the end of the day, we started thinking that it's just, you know, OG advice. Mm -hmm. The guy pulled him because he said, man, he said that guy now, he'll hug him. Because he was on straight up with him, just saying, like, listen, sometimes you can go in there and just say, you know, like, to your point, if we working in tech and we're not dealing with customers, what the hell my parents go into? It? Right. But at the end of the day, do you want the focus be more on how you look or whatever? Because we're not, again, here's the deal. We got to go into, you know, the way things are, mm -hmm. a lot of times we, we, we can sit here and make these arguments, that ain't right, you should do this, that ain't right, you're looking at this, you're looking at that, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And he said people be so focused on bow tie and how, what he doing and never take him serious as that. PJ, my second son, mm -hmm. just started a new drill unit. Mm -hmm. You know, in the military you have profile, because you know black men we get what's called pseudo barbe okay. or ingrown. Face ass. Mm -hmm. I got. A, I had a permanent profile in the military, so okay. I always had like a little shadow beard. P got the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. So we know pretty much with military guys, you know, it's changed a lot because I've seen so many videos. But typically, like, you know, old school military, clean cut, someone don't have no hair on their face, right? right? He going to, he, he started a new unit. Now, my son is in damn uh, ROTC scholarship. He's going to school to become a damn officer in the military. Mm -hmm. And they don't even think about no damn hair on their face. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, We're talking right. about lieutenants, colonels, ge uh, majors, generals, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. He's on that track. Mm -hmm. So they don't even think about damn face hair. Right? Right. And so me and him sitting there talking, and he's going to the new unit. It's two weeks ago. And I say, hey, Pete, dog, he's sitting over there. I mean, he looking like he come off power. <laughs> he got his shit all lined up. Waves popping. Right. I said, hey, bro, shit, I know you ain't going up like that. Right. 
He said, nah, Dad, you know, I'm, I'm going to skin it out. Uh-huh. And he knew, because I done had these kind of conversation before. Uh-huh. Get in. Learn the way of the land. And then as you kind of get yourself together, adjust. you can make it do it. Once you've become or at least planted your roots somewhere where they say, okay, cool. Now let me kind of get my way. And it's the same thing you start any job. Mm-hmm. You just don't come into a new job. You ain't going to last long. Just say, you know, you, you're the new guy. You got your headphones on, on the radio. You're going to kind of be going for a little bit. Let me peep the scene. Did they listen to the radio? Did they do this, that, and that? And you still may not start if you got in the damn sense. Because, you know, that whole, when they do it, who the f- no, they right, don't. They're they lying and say they didn't because right. you don't know anybody. Right. But you kind of see the way of the land, give yourself some time, make some friends, and then you may kind of adjust from there, right? Mm-hmm. right? Common sense to teach you that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of thing. You can kind of know, okay, cool, these are things I shouldn't do, this, that, and that, kind of with dress, kind of with appearance, this, that, and that. Do I need to have my hair cut every day, every week, or do I need to, I can go a couple weeks because I've seen a couple guys. I'm still going to stay on point, give myself about six months, and then I can kind of make adjustments from there, right? Typically, that's kind of how it is, excuse me, you know, regardless of any, any place. You know, uh-huh. you usually, don't care what job you have, usually you kind of, kind of peep the scene and kind of see, you just, now if you just want to people, I just, I'm going to go comfortable as hell from the get-go. Right. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, that's kind of how it is, just. See how things are going. And so we start going into that, no, well, I want to, you know, my has, my strength. And I, I get it. That's fine. Uh-huh. But you got to be realistic about that kind of stuff. And um, the thing that is even with tattoos, all my kids always say the same thing. Man, I get all tattoos. I don't let my kids get tattoos. Right. I never let none of my sons get tattoos. Uh-huh. My thing that I've said, and I'm not, and, and, and let me say, get this prerequisite. I've never said that my way is the right way. Right. But what I always said is with my children was, I didn't think you were conscious enough to understand by you making this permanent thing on your body, how well you want to be at later, how that would impact it. Okay. So I always told my kids, give yourself two years after leaving my house. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to get a tattoo, go from there. Because my thought process was, you would be able to see people where you want to be, how they look, mm-hmm. and then it make a big deal to you. Right. That was my I, whole I thought tattoos, process. So I was in four, in my forties. Well, I've always, you know, I've always been along the lines of this. Is just me. Um, that I, you know, companies don't want that, and I'm trying to move forward. I'm not trying to move backwards. Of course, like we said, it's not right. It's not whatever. But I know the lay of the land. I know where I'm going. You know, what I'm saying I know what I'm trying to do. And I know where I'm trying. How I got to get there, and what you know forest woods and trees and all that stuff i got to go through to get there so yeah i'm going to do what's necessary to get to where i need to be just like when people say and i know it's a whole different subject that uh college ain't really necessary you don't need to go to school you know that don't mean you're going to do the job well no but it's going to open the door it's going to quick the door open that maybe slam to your face if you don't have it so for me it's more of i'm gonna do it no i don't necessarily like it but I'm going to do it because I feel like this is a stepping stone somewhere else. I'm not necessarily good. You don't, kids, I mean, younger adults got to realize most of them don't stay at jobs 30 years, no way. They always switch up. But if you can get experience here to go here, to learn from there, to go here, yeah. You, as you get further along, the, the rules may change. The exceptions may be given because you have proven yourself at these three other jobs. Yeah, you got to wait to actually make it make adjustments right, with that, right. man. And your resume is so stellar that they're going to give you those assessments because they want you on their team. 
You get what I'm saying? So Absolutely. those things are, are things that, you know, younger adults need to think about that, you know, our kids who coming up in the corporate world may need to think about. Don't think of it as I'm doing it for them. You're doing it for you. You're doing mm-hmm. it to advance you. I always thought of jobs as I know I'm not going to be here forever. Now, if I'm here forever, cool. But if I don't move up, I'm not going to stay. Yeah. But my thing has always been I'm going to learn from this job and take it over here. But you, and I'm going to learn from that job and take it here. I'm. This is my, for my benefit, not gotcha. for theirs. Gotcha. But, but, but check this out. But before going further, again, this is Change Your Life, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Tonight's show we're discussing, um, you can't judge me by how I look. Right now we're streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Twitter. The main hub is the Change of Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deont- hosted by Deontay Burden, uh, YouTube channel, where we have over 500 videos. If you came in later into the show, always you can go to the Change of Lives website, uh, I mean the YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, and, and see the whole video in its entirety. And also take advantage of the over 500 videos on the YouTube channel, giving out all kind of great information. Now with that said, Lab, check this out. Now, when we talking about this, and this is why I kind of say, you know, people are like, well, look, man, it doesn't affect it. We're doing it. Uh, and I understand your whole point with, like, hey, sometimes getting around people. But, you know, a lot of times we are. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy that's very competent. I, 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 would, I know this happens. Mm-hmm. Well, you got people that work for Mr. Sparky, probably the best electrician. Mm-hmm. He tatted from the neck down. Uh, he can't come in my house. Right. He might be scoping the Exactly. <laughs> you know, you that roto-rooter. You that right. plumber. Right. Super skilled. Know right. everything you got inside out. Right. Dreads. You know, you got your corn rolls. Nah. Nah, he can't come on over, he, can't, he can't come in here. Uh-huh. He can't come in here. It happens all the time. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, it, 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 it happens. I know it happens. It happens all the I time. I know it happens. I know and, it happens. <laughs> you, you personally putting limits on yourself. Yeah. And you can say, well, I work for myself and do it. I only said, no, that's going to make it any better. Right. I don't know if it's going to make it any better. And my whole advice, this is Deontay Burton speaking, why put those kind of restrictions, restrictions on, on yourself? yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question, going back to the 100. On that aspect, though, and I'm not a member of the 100, on that aspect, though, why wouldn't they think about the children that we're trying to mentor children to be better? So... Why not let them in the program and, and and mentor them better as they because you may be losing children who need that one hundred men hug or arm around it. He may not know any better. I mean, and I, this is coming from somebody who didn't know his father, somebody who um, was born and raised on the west side of Chicago in the ghetto. You know, struggled, poor as could be. And if I had something that I didn't know because I wasn't taught or I, I'm just going by what I see in the street because my mom is at work all the time, so I'm practically raising myself, mm-hmm. and I'm coming to you as a young adult to the 100 to try to get that help, to get that, because I see a future in myself, but I just don't know how to get there. And then you turn me away because I don't know about my hair. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I may be saying, no, I don't want to cut my hair, but you're not giving, you're not, Letting me in just because of that, so now I've been turned around. From you got to think about the people you're losing with that one little rule, because all minds can be changed eventually if they feel and see the love that you're gonna give them once they're in the program. That's my that's my yeah, aspect that's, of it. That's a fair question. Well, we do have a a program called the Mirror One Hundred, mm-hmm. where we take kids that are kind of probably not as polished, mm-hmm. and we do the same thing that you know they have the hair and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and we do it. The thing of it is with the rites of passage. 
uh, we put them on a certain track. Okay. So it's, you know you you know uh, with the rice passage kids in the rice passage, you may need to only do five or six things to get them to a certain point. In the mirror, you might need to do ten. So different perspective, and even you mixing and matching because that's the other thing. Like at the end of the day, you know, just say you might have group A, B, C, and D. D. Mm -hmm. You can't put kids in D or people in D and A because it's gonna slow down A. I, I get what group. you're saying, you know but saying? I guess my thing would have been, if that's the case, and I, I ain't in the 100. Let me, let me, I'm thinking, like, well, why not just send them all through the mirror program first and let them advance to the well, well, of well, 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 and you speaking from a perspective of let's try this, and right. it ain't never been tried before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like it, I know it, what you're saying as far as you're going to hold one back, but if we put... All I'm talking about is our children. No, no, no. And so, losing them. Fair enough question. Okay. But what I'm saying is that way because the other way has been proven. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you, you, that stuff been tried. Okay. You know, like me and you talk all the time. Uh -huh. You know, people say, well, we can do this and put this in the community. And I want to firm believers. Like, I done did financial empowerment. You know, most black folks ain't going to read. And if you ain't giving them nothing as far as quick thing, we can have a, a financial empowerment session. Mm -hmm. I, I tell you all the time, we have... Plenty of things with Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ain't giving folks money right in and out, folks don't show up. Mm -hmm. Running promo ads on the radio, so if it ain't fixing, so it's not from a perspective of why not do it this way. The, I mean, this is all exp experimentation and experience. Mm -hmm. So it's not like stuff ain't been tried with doing it. So okay. you know, like, hey, why not do it this way? It's been done that way. That way don't work. It's been tried before. So at the end of the day, you can spend time trying to, hey, why just take them all through that? All I mean meant for that. You okay. got some, if we can get you through this process and it's more efficient this way, we'll take you through this process and, it, and it's going to be efficient for you. It's not, it's not that you uh, ostracize or keep other kids out, but it's just like you got you got AP, you got honors, mm -hmm. you got you know uh, average, and you got remediation. Okay. Why would you put a kid in remediation in an AP class? Well, I guess my thing, I get what you're saying, but I guess my thing is, you don't know their remediation honors or whatever until you assess them. Well, they all assess. You got to come in and assess them. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you assume we don't. The <laughs> assessment, there. You know, you got to think about it. You got to think about it, Lab. At the end of the day, if the issue is to help kids, you're already going to make the assessment. But at the end, of, you know, you're not, you can't look at the kid and say, oh, now he and this. You know, mm -hmm. you sit there and talk to him, this, that, and then okay, the value. Okay, okay. This guy got potential. He can do that. That's fine. If not, now, well, let's, let's take him here. You ain't mm -hmm. turn nobody away, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's based off experience. Mm -hmm. You know, outside looking in, you might say, well, look, man, let's do them all the same way. Once you get to dealing with kids, you say, no, nah, it ain't going to be the same way. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to be, and, and the key thing, the major difference is parental support. Mm -hmm. When you're volunteering, and I'm just being honest with you, and even what we're doing now, just giving out free information for people, when you're volunteering, you, you sitting there giving your time and stuff like that, you, you still got to have people that's going to buy in. Mm -hmm. If you got a kid that got support to buy in, you can handle it. Mm -hmm. I can't, if I got to spend two extra hours with this kid, we can't do that if we got these other kids to help with that. Mm -hmm. That's not, it's not by fast reality. So we can put them here and then do because they don't have the support. You're not treating, getting rid of them. You just can't handle them the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, in a perfect world, like, yeah, once you do, no. Try it. I always say, if I never blow nobody's ideas off, I said, try it. Try it. You know what I'm saying? Once you get experience in dealing with you, like, nah, that ain't going to work. Well, no, nah, you know, try it. Try it. I always welcome folks. If you got, 
if you have anything, anything that you feel theoretically that will work, try it. Even what we talking about today, well, I don't know, no, you can't do this. Try it. Try it. And at the end of the day, we can spend more time just trying to do experiments. What's proven is proven. Right. You know, you do, do you have disruptors where they go, do, go across the grain, do something like that? Yeah. But that's what I just said a little while ago. Don't get exceptions to the rule confused with the norm. Some kids just, hey, they, hey, they, they, that, that, they do. Right. They, that, do. Some sisters just, hey, hey, she tough. Mm -hmm. She can do that. But that ain't the norm. That's her. Okay. That's him. You ain't him. None of y'all are him. <laughs> right. However you want to go about it, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Some kids can just talk and it's magical. Mm -hmm. They can do stuff and they, they walk in the room. People, you, you, you see, I mean, just adults. Mm -hmm. Man, that brother walk in the room, everybody just a born leader. Right. Right? Right. That sister come in the room, everybody sitting on the edge of their seat listening to her. Mm -hmm. Then you got that one the guy walking in supervised, yabba 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 do. Man, what the fuck <laughs> is he talking about? Right. Who the hell hired this person? <laughs> they hiring anybody, right? Right, right? And you know that. Uh -huh. You know, but they the supervisor. And now all kind of chaos going in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I say a lot of times, um, um, out of experience, people had to do it, but, but you know, a lot of times people have their own uh, 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 idea of how they think things should do. We should do it this way. You know, you kids, we shouldn't try to change the kids. We should do that. Try it. Mm. That's why I always say try it. Mm. Well, people didn't get a chance, but at the end of the day, look, you're trying to do it your way. Right. you doing it your way ain't working. Mm. So you got two choices. Continue doing it your way and be stagnant or make your adjustments. Mm. You can say, well, I got to keep it real. I got to stay this way, this, that, and that. If I want to be tatted, that's cool. But if you keep walking into the same damn brick wall, at some point, you got to see it work. I, had, I told you, man, I got a family member. Mm -hmm. Well, you do it. That's what I was told. Well, you do it your way and it work for you, and I do it my way. But your way don't work. Right. And you damn calling me. <laughs> you asking me for help. You asking me. Right. You want to do it your way. Your way don't work. I don't do things because I feel like a lot of times it's my favorite way, but it's the way. Right. It's proven. Yeah, there you go. Right. There you go. And if you got something different, try it. And and, 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 and here's the deal, man. You want to be rich? You want to be successful? Fix problems. Mm -hmm. Fix problems. So if you can fix problems for people mm -hmm. or the world as a whole, if you're a rich person. Right. So if you feel like just your, see, your idea in your head and your <laughs> opinion, everybody got one of those. Right, right. But if you can sit here and say, look, here today. I did it. Mm. Okay, cool. Oh, you're going to get paid. Right. You're going to get paid. But your words and your feelings, man, don't get the hell up out of here. We ain't got time for that. And if you really believe in what you're doing, right. you'll sit there and do that and bring it to people. Mm. That's the thing about it. If you want to be a true disruptor, and that's why we got Airbnbs. That's why we got uh, uh, Uber and Lyft and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because those were stupid ideas that somebody went on to try and they made, they made a difference. And they made themselves very rich in the process. Right. Right? You see what I'm saying? They didn't have to go with the status quo or listen whatever. Right. But when we start talking about it, like, say, okay, you can't judge me, this, that, and that. Well, keep going your way. See how it go. Right. Keep going. See right. how it is. And far too often, we don't want to be brutally honest with people. Hey, man, listen, dog. At the end of the day, this is what we're trying to do. You know, I, you, I, I get it. You like your hair. Right. I get it. You like your tattoos. Right. I get it. They're a part of you. 
you know, you got this lily on your chest. It symbolizes your transition from adult childhood. I get it. With all this whole damn story, what that would mean, what that would mean, I get it. Still covered up. Exactly. <laughs> but what the hell, you know what I'm saying? But what you're trying to do, man, listen, it's going to be a y'all. Because let's keep it real. Your skin color going to be a barrier. That's that's already, now that you is know? one stumbling block already. You know? It's gonna be a barrier. Your speech is gonna be yeah. the other. If you don't talk, with a what they say, uh, <laughs> you gotta be very. Uh, I forget what they call it when they say we, we talk well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Articulate. Articulate. Yeah. There you go. You gotta be articulate. You know uh -huh. that, right? So yeah, you're right. So there are, unfortunately for us, as black men, as black children, women, all of that, there are stipulations that we have to follow in the corporate world. There's just that's just yep. how it go, and this is comes from somebody who's been in the corporate world a very long time. I've never, you know, been in upper. Yeah, but shit ain't got going deep in corporate right. world. One old G's, uh, James Stewart, man, he's a past president of our chapter. In the 100, he said something they hit home. We gotta be twice as good, and we only gotta be half as bad right. to mess up. Right. And, and that's real. That's true. That's be half as bad just to mess up. And you can go back and forth all the time, but well, that ain't fair. They didn't get this, and they letting mm -hmm. everybody else. How many times you heard that for? Well, they right. letting everybody else do this, they, and they be doing this, that, and that. You ain't them. Mm -hmm. You not them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and they and they will need. I'm, I went on one interview, and I knew I probably. I'll just give you an example of my interview. My process of going in corporate. I went on one interview, and I didn't feel comfortable in the interview in the first place. But I went. I, I sat down. I was talking to folks talking interviewing and 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 I could tell by the whole tone of the meeting of the interview that I wasn't going now I they now they had other black folks working there so I'm not going to say they didn't want no black folks there but the whole tone of the interview was you know you got to be a thousand percent better than Frank right there that's walking around mm -hmm. you know sucking on the balloon yeah because when they looked at my resume it's like oh you know, yeah, I you know what are you looking for, blah, blah, blah. How are you looking? What kind of job are you looking to have? What kind of position and salary? But, uh, you know, we, we want to hire, but, you know, we look at your resume and you smell one word wrong. One word. Well, that's the thing about it. I said, okay. I said, you know, I might have been rushing a little bit to get the resume out. I, I did it myself. I said, but, but was that the only word you spelled that you saw that I spelled wrong? And they was like, yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's a reflection of, of the quality of work that you do if you spell that one word wrong. I said, okay. Is that unfair for them to say that, though, Lamb? It's not unfair for them to say it, but it, it makes you realize that, for me, it really don't matter. I mean, like, it, it's... It's your only shot. That's your first yeah, shot to talk. No, but no, but no, no. That was not my only shot. Because when I sent you the resume, you looked at the resume, and you saw that that word was spelled wrong. At that point, you shouldn't have called me in for an interview. That's your opinion. No, that that's the truth. That is your opinion. No, I, no, no. I, those I, are facts. Listen, listen, because if you wasn't gonna hire me because the word was spelled wrong. You shouldn't have interviewed I, me in the I first place. I understand your perspective. <laughs> I understand your perspective. But again, they may just want to just talk to you, but they are gonna bring that up just to see. Okay, okay how, how's he gonna respond to that? That's nah, the nah, nah. Nah, nah, me real side because let me say this too. Because that was their reason for not going further in the interview. So you can't call me now. I'll, it'll be different. If you say, "Oh, well, that one word spelled wrong," but let's see, let's see how he looks. Let's see how he presents himself, and then you, I present myself perfectly, perfectly, no, you know, perfectly shaven, clean cut, everything, pressed, 
iron everything you. down to the T. And let's revisit that misspelling. And yeah. let's revisit that misspelling because my thing is. What's wrong with that though? Don't waste your time. Don't, I'm, I'm not mine. Don't waste your time. I, I might just want to hear what your response is. Like, okay, cool. But when you heard the response, and I said I might have been rushing, I apologize. I might have just spelled that one word, but that is not the quality of work that I put out. I generally make sure that all words are spelled correctly. I make sure that all words are went through spell checking, grammarly, or whatever the case may be, and I make sure that before I present anything, I make sure that someone else reads it over before I send it out. Why do you do it then? Because I did, for one, I didn't have anybody to look over it. That, for two, I was surprised by me being, by the company closing up and laying everyone off, so I knew I needed to get employment quickly. Let me ask you a question. Now, would you like that response? Yes. You got that? Yes. You're talking to me now, who's, now, hired, who's hired many me. people. Now, I got you. I don't necessarily know if I'd like that. Now, I'm not saying I would have asked you that question. Right. But I'm just saying that, and I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong. But I can understand, like, them asking that. And you're like, that's a stupid-ass question. Which, you know, we can get bored I, I, didn't, I didn't even think of it like a stupid-ass question. I didn't even reflect on the fact that I felt like it was unnecessary for them to even call me in there if they were going to just ask me about that one word. Because to me, you wasted your time. They ain't sure wasted my time. But we ain't talking about that because I would have to went to an interview anyway. But my answer... To me, and if I was interviewing you and you gave me the same answer, I would be like, oh, okay. Because generally, we're talking about people. We're not talking about robots. And if anybody loses, goes into a job one day and come back the next day and the job is gone because the company is closing, that first aspect is I need to get a resume out quick because I haven't been looking because I've been working here for 10 years. I get it. But, but to that point, Lamb, tonight we're talking about you can't judge me. Right. And like you saying, like, no, nah, man, this is what the hell it should be. But, Lab, I don't think they're wrong with it. I think, I think I, that they are. And, and this is my opinion. And, and that, is so, that is so cool for you to feel that way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what we talk That's the whole point of this the, the conversation, is that having a thought process that what we feel and what they feel, two different things. Mm -hmm. And we sit here and say to ourselves, like, look, man, I should be able to talk how I want to talk, dress how I want to talk, be mm -hmm. how I want to be, and stuff like that. As long as I do an effective job, it shouldn't matter. In a perfect world, or no, I'm say perfect world, that may be the case some places. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, we were talking earlier, whenever I went to grad school, one of the biggest things they were talking about was just um, uh, uh, innovation and um, what's the other word? You know, thinking outside the box, free thinking right, and right, stuff like that. Right. And you have a lot of design companies, it was a company, Audio, and a lot of those um, Silicon Valley companies that do like the, the design. They do a lot of, you know, even with Google, you know, they riding around skateboarding mm -hmm. and, you know, riding, you know, roller skates at work. Right, right. You know, because they, they want creativity and right. things like that uh, with doing it. And you might say, okay, cool, it didn't matter, you know, as long as everything done. You may have some exceptions to the rule company, but most of them ain't like that. Most of them ain't like that. And, and again, so do some people get caught up in the minutia, excuse me, the miss out on a solid prospect like a, a lab? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you want to take those kind of check marks. I see my son, P PJ, why don't you call in, man, 678-740-9894. And we got that conversation. I mean, mm -hmm. PJ, I don't know if he came in and came out, but I just seen him come into the show. <laughs> but, um, he wants you to ask him to call yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he came in and got the hell out of it. Right. But that was one of the things, like, you know, again, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, to, to, to legislate what's right or wrong mm -hmm. or fair or unfair. 
But it, sometimes just it is what it is. Right, right. And like I said, we start getting them damn conversations about what's right or wrong. And, too, and far too often, our young men are missing out on opportunities or they limit themselves because of they've made short-term mm -hmm. decisions, i.e. tattoo, i.e. my twist, mm -hmm. i.e. my dress, they have long-term ramifications where they're like, man, I done got passed over to bring these folks in and stuff like that, but I'm going to keep it real. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to be realistic with yourself. If I'm trying to do this, to your point, we do a research on the company and doing that. You know they got conservative ways, mm -hmm. conservative values, conservative optics and where they do certain things, but I want to be here. Mm -hmm. When I first got in the Army, you know, me and me being for military, you know, I was kind of on the fence about going to college and I going back to college and I, um, firefighters. Mm -hmm. They told me I had to shake my face. I want to have hair on my face. I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I got an interview when I first got out of college with a enterprise runner club. Mm -hmm. Now they don't care, but at that point, they was like, you know, you have you know have a clean shave, and I'm like, shit, I ain't really want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm saying no because why? I felt like I had options to do that. Mm -hmm. But if it was a dream job of mine, I probably would have made an adjustment. They're telling me what they want. How the hell can I sit here and go to go to your table? Mm -hmm. And tell you how you need to have your stuff together because you're missing out on me. They don't give a damn. I am. Mm -hmm. We have to find out a lot of times that we're not as valuable as we think we are. Oh, that's all the time. But to my point about the about that about that resume, it kind of makes you and, and maybe young men are feeling this way. It kind of makes you feel like, dang if I do, dang if I don't. Possibly. You get what I'm saying? World ain't fair. Right, and the world is not fair. So I guess a lot of the younger kids, and I try to play both sides. I understand what you're saying about the corporate world because I've been in there. And, yeah, they have their own rules which they want you to follow. Take but corporate out. Take corporate out. Like I said, we just talk about roto rooter. You just, you out there cutting somebody. Hey, everybody is not cool with a guy cutting their damn grass with dreads. Mm -hmm. Everybody ain't cool with that, lamb. We're going to keep it. Let's keep it real, lamb. <laughs> everybody ain't cool with I it. I can't go. I, you might be right. Everybody might not be cool with it. I can't go on my aspect with it. As long as the grass is cut, I'm good. But, uh. You, you right, I mean. So we ain't even right. it the black part, but we talking about the addition on the black. Uh -huh. Why well, has he got a big old bag in his head? Because you got, you know, you, you, you being neat. You got your mm -hmm. dreads tucked up. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got that mowing yards, but you got, I mean, the sleeve going here, there, and mm -hmm. there. And we saying, like, what the hell that matter? I'm out here cutting the grass. We're doing this, all that kind of stuff. Everybody ain't cool with that. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, look, we just got the janitorial contract. We got this government facility and stuff like that. I mean, you a solid brother. You right. can make the flow glisten, mm -hmm. make it look like mirrors. But you coming out, you got all these tattoos and stuff. You well-spoken, you're articulate, handsome, whatever. But your appearance can be unsettling some people. Mm -hmm. You think I'm going to lose that damn contract sending <laughs> your ass over there? Right, right. You think, and I done bust my tail to get, to get these certifications. Uh -huh. And you my best guy. I can't send you over there. Right. You ain't finna make my money up. And now you sitting there like, dang, man, well, look, bro, I, I couldn't see you over there. Mm -hmm. Supervisor, uh, the, the person over there said, man, you know, you make some of the ladies over there uncomfortable. Right. You think I'm going to lose my stuff because of that? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. You might want to go get them took off. Right. And far too often, we don't have these conversations with folks because a lot of times it be a disconnect in regards to, to certain things. Mm -hmm. You don't have kids. A lot of times want to hear And you got, got some people that, you know, don't want to. Afraid of hurting folks' feelings. Right, right. You know, right. but at the end of the day, you got to be realistic about certain things. Mm -hmm. You know, you shouldn't, like you say, you shouldn't judge me. You should get to know me. Uh, you know, maybe, sort of, it depends. Right. 
you know, and everything. Because a lot of times, you know, to your point, and that, and that was fair. Man, you miss out on somebody really solid mm -hmm. by not taking your time to get to know me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And everything. Black Polar Bear, what's going on now? What's happening now? Um, I think a lot of times, you know, the sooner you can get out of that. Mm -hmm. And I think the best thing is don't give people reason to do stuff. Now it is what it is. You feel like, you, you, you know, I can roll that way. That's cool. But man up a woman up to say, okay, if I'm going to do that, this is what's going to come with it. And don't get bitter behind it. I, I think the best rule is just to, to err on the side of caution. I mean, sometimes you can't look up the company to see how conservative they are because they don't want to put that put that um, aspect of themselves out because that may turn off customers. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So, you just err. I've always erred on the side of caution. But to your point, a lot of times you ain't going to do that. Right. And even if you do that, you can't, you can't, you really don't learn the culture or see the culture until mm -hmm. you get in. I always say, I always say if I'm in an office setting where I'm in an office where I'm going to be around other people, like, I'm going to give you a good example. When I work in office and I work in office now, and when I go to the office, I, I say, like the lady name may be Tina, I say, hey, Miss Tina. And the lady, uh, Miss Shirley, I stopped me one day and said, why do you call me Miss Shirley? I said, because I don't want to be any misconceptions of what I'm saying to you. I'm trying to be, this is my friendly this is my uh, co-worker. I don't want to say Shirley because you may feel that that's disrespectful as an older person. Mm -hmm. So I just say Miss Shirley I'm, is friendly and professional at the same time. But And she and the question was, well, well you can just call me Shirley. I said, no, no, no. I don't want, you know you what I'm saying? Her, you let her say that. Right. I let her say it, but I still, I still do it as Miss Shirley or Miss Tina or whatever because it's just more professional for let, me. Let me ask you a question. What did I say? You, you speaking as a seasoned vet. Do you think most young people come into situations where they understand, look, let me be here. And as my comfort level and experience level and people get comfortable with it, now I can still go from, you know, Miss Shirley to, hey, Shirley, how you mm -hmm. doing? Do you think most of them go into the gate thinking that way? No. No. And, and to be honest with you, when I got out of college, I didn't go in there thinking that way. And I had been in college. I had got a master's degree. I didn't go in there thinking that way. It, it just... I, these are things, some things you have to learn by experience. Some things you have to learn by, and I'm not saying I experienced somebody getting mad at me for calling them by their first name, no. But I just felt in the culture of the office that that was better. Yeah. And everybody has their own feelings about things, but I felt in my opinion, this is just my opinion, that that was better a better presentation of, yeah. of, of talking to someone. Yeah, and, and, and again, I'm never be a proponent of individuality, but I always say at the end of the day, um, you got to have realistic expectations in regards to like, if anybody gonna just say, "Don't can't judge me," you did, you know, you can't get these, you know, um, you got to get to know me and stuff like that. Uh, it sounds good, right? It sounds good. Always sounds, you know. Good. But at the end of the day, you got to be realistic, and I just don't think a lot of times uh, we're doing is, is OGs, parents mentors, however you want to call it, preparing our young folks for that. Mm -hmm. Preparing them. And like I said, that don't mean we got to tell them all to cut their hair and shave their face. But we do got to just do a better job. Like, look, in my era, what was it? Everybody had their goals in their mouth. Mm -hmm. You trying to get these jobs, you got these goals in your mouth, you're a great person, great kid, you'll do a great job. Until you smile. But that barrier, now they focusing on your mouth. Mm -hmm. I ain't doing that wrong. I'm a good person. Right. I said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. But they focusing on that. Mm -hmm. Is it fair? Or is it, it is what it is? 
Right. And that's one of the things we got to sit here and say to ourselves. Like, again, like I said, we, we ain't got to go. We just talk about damn corporate earth. We ain't got to go that damn far. Right. It's like, look, man, we just, look, we just going to keep him on the fry station. I can't put him on a register over here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. again, that just may make people like, uh, you know, like, hey, that's uh, 842. Give me a, a, a cavity card. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't know. Get him on my car. He might do some <laughs> scamming stuff. And he ran across your damn mind. You just working. Right. You just doing what you exactly. do. Exactly. And you just that damn Chick-fil-A at Primitive Mall. Mm-hmm. You ain't did nothing wrong. You just after you had the rest, you had after that lady card. But you got the grill. You got the tattoos all over and everything like that. Shit. She may not want to give you that. What car. you need my car for? So I can ring your chicken up. <laughs> That's okay. Let me write you a check. Right. Let me down there. Let me just get cash. cash. Yeah, let me go get cash. What ATM, man? I come back. Right. So, uh, again, it ain't fair. It is what it is. Okay. And uh, listen, guys, anybody got to call in? Um, we done, we done ran. It's been a good conversation. Mm-hmm. We've been rolling for a minute. Guys, you got any, uh, You want to add to the conversation? The call-in number is 678-740-1894. Again, the call-in number is 678 678- 740, no, damn, I said 9894, 9894, again, 678-740-9894, 678-740-9894. Hey, we got a couple of YouTube comments, I'm sorry. Okay. They just popped in just now, I've been okay. looking at YouTube the whole time, but it just, okay. they just popped in. Uh, Mikhail Pitchford said, salute coach, you know, Mikhail, mm-hmm. okay, he said that, um, What's up, coach? um, you also have to be careful because people will start screaming discrimination. Um, I won't blame the culture if I won't blame the culture. It starts with upbringing, respect, and common sense. So, three things a day. I mean, most time ain't gonna be though. Right. You know, I appreciate you tuning in, coach. But that's the thing about it. You know, even when we start just say, see, discrimination is tough to prove. Because they can, even when they flat out discriminate against you, they can just say like, you know, we hired this person. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, to be honest with you, when you get people applying for jobs, damn near everybody the same. Because mm-hmm. once you get into the interview, if you really sell them on yourself or not. Right. A lot of times, you know, probably, you know, 90% of the people you're interviewing, pretty much the same person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So many years of this, so many years of that. Got this credential, got that credential. It's just really on, once the one-on-one get there, how much game you can put on them and sell yourself to how comfortable they are, right? So the thing of it is, we start talking about us being as black men, I want to give them less shit to focus on. I'm already coming at black. I'm already coming in that short. So I'm sitting there like, okay, <laughs> you don't want to give them strike three. <laughs> but real talk, that's the thing right. about it. So, right. again, they can just say, well, look, man, this other guy got the same thing. But that's the thing we, like, you, you know, with the interviewing, you know what I'm saying? Everybody pretty much the same. Right. It's just who we sat down. Okay, man, he told a good joke. Oh, yeah, they go out in the Army. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, he from the West Side. Man, y'all now, got some, him. Now, you write some aspects like, some aspects like if you in the military or something like that, just certain things that may gravitate towards a person who's interviewing or a person who may be over you. Who sold itself the best? Right, and and oh, he was in the Marines. I was in the Marines too. I was at, and then you get to talking. He don't even look at your resume. Exactly. You start tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, there you because go. Because you connected on something, an aspect of something. That's how it happened most of the time. Right, right. That's how it happened most of the time. But you damn sure don't want to give him a damn. Well, look, man. You got that big old Black Lives Matter on your damn palm. Right. You know, I don't really, I don't seen that. Now I'm all queasy because now I got to worry about 
is your parents gonna throw off the culture. Mm-hmm. We all cool. We strictly working and everything. Yeah, I don't want to come and have no damn militant or whatever. You ain't even think about that shit. You, you know, you just want to go in that work for each your family. Not being able to add to it. And we say, well, and, here, and this is what I have learned, and I still struggle with in adulthood, what my perception of common sense is. I think common sense is common sense. But what you, or none of my ethnic think common sense, they're just like, no, nah, I, I didn't know that. How the hell you expect me to know that? And that's something I struggle with to this day mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times people should just think, well, this shit, this is obvious. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just, I don't know if they damn inbred, <laughs> or whatever the hell, you know, just something about Right. There's no pension on common sense. That's true. Just people just thinking like, damn, bro, you ain't think the damn bathe before you come in here, you think you had to shave, you think you had to comb your damn hair? And because, you know, absolutely. Right, because I know ain't no thing. I'm dead ass serious about that, lamb. Right, right. So we sit here saying, damn, common sense thinks you ought to damn iron clothes if you come to an interview. Says who? That whole iron clothes thing is, no, says who? Right. <laughs> so we got to be very, very, you know, careful. I, I'm telling you, like, that's something I damn struggle with to this damn day, bro. Just with, with my expectation, what I think people should be damn thinking. And uh, everybody don't think like me. And that's something I've really, 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 especially the past damn five years, like, hey, man, look, man, I don't expect you to be an expert, but damn. You know bro, yeah, yeah, shit. A shit. No hell. No hell. And that's why I really want to have these kind of conversations. So um, we had nobody else call in. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in this evening. So it's been a great conversation. Uh, 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 appreciate Damon for calling in. Guys, we want to have more people call in. And if you're not comfortable calling in, at least, you know, call, you know, just, uh, you know, get the comments and stuff like that. Because these conversations need to be had, especially with our youth. Because we have a lot of young black men that are coming down the pipe. And they need guidance. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm not trying to just push my way is the best way. But my way is a way. Right. And I can say and say, well, look, I've had success on this endeavor. And you might pitch something different. You know, say, well, now maybe try this, that, and that. And giving them uh, uh, actual blueprints or experiences mm-hmm. as opposed to just words. Man, do what you want to do. Don't let them change. But that shit might not work. Right. But if you sit there and say, well, look, why don't you do it this way and learn it, and then learn this, then go, and then you can uh, change it. That's actual proven advice. And I think we don't give our young men enough of that. Even our young ladies, enough of that. You know, just we just say, hey, what do you want to do? You know, I cringe on that shit when I hear people ask kids, well, do what you want to do or follow what you want to do. Who the hell do what they want to do? Right. Everybody doing what the hell they have to do. Mm-hmm. And you just saying that because it's easy for you to say. But if that kid comes back to you, well, look, I ain't want to go to school for that. I didn't want to do I want to do it this way. And you can't give them a blueprint to follow to still get them onto the destination of success. Mm-hmm. You just tell them because you tired of doing some shit you don't want to do, do, but you give them this blind ass advice and telling this kid, well, do what you want to do. If you don't want to do, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I've heard folks say that stuff to my kids, and I'm quick to be like, man, why the hell are you telling my kid right. that? I'm I'm telling my kids, for you to do what you want to do, you got to do stuff you don't want to do to get you to that point. Mm-hmm. And if you got a different blueprint or path to do that, all ears. Mm-hmm. All ears. But just don't just... You know, blurt it out. Shoot it from the hip. What we got here? Uh, This is an era of young grandmas. Do you think uh, old time values are being taught? Uh, Some places. Some do. It's just been who giving it out. Right. For the most part, no. Mm. But I think uh, uh, to that point, it's all about what people have been exposed to. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? It's all about what people been exposed to. You know, and, and at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big proponent of just saying uh, my way is the right way. My way is the way that's worked for me. Okay. Now, you know, and, and I'm very adamant with my children. You know, like, hey, this what pop doing now again. And the other way you want to go, I get it. You want to try it, but I don't know that way. And I can't support that way because I can't afford to do it. This going to work with my schedule, my money, and the way I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. If you want to do it that, another way, I'm not going to call you stupid, but I can't fix it if it don't work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, Pumpkin Shell said, uh, Pumpkin Shell said, fantastic show. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it, Pumpkin. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Um, but that's one thing I think a lot of times people don't want to have these tough conversations. Mm -hmm. because, because what comes with tough conversations is now your kid may ask you a question. But well, daddy, why you ain't do this? Well, daddy, why you ain't do that? And they got to be somewhat transparent. And we don't want to look at, like, failures a lot of times to our children. Mm -hmm. But I'm just from the school of thought. The reason why I am with this one way with my kids is because I got to fix your failures. Because folks say, well, look, let your kids sometimes fall on their face. So let the kids do that. Well, you going to pay for it? <laughs> You gonna pay for that failure, right? Fix right. That right. That's some that's some dumbass advice. For folks that ain't gonna help you out, right? Because when our kids do stuff wrong, nine times out of ten, we gotta it fall back on us. Right. I ain't got time to fix that shit. No, right. bro, you need to do it this way. Because if it don't work, you gonna call me. Cause they ain't got the time, the money, or the interest to fix your mistake. Right. It gonna come back on me. Yeah. So son, you need to do what the hell I told you. And I just think a lot of times parents just don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. Just say, look, man, I did mess up with that. I tried to do this uh, with that. I always share that story with my children about when I, uh, you know, my undergrad in finance, and I went to Cheesecake Factory. I think I told that to you. Mm -hmm. But I went on that interview, and they were like, Deontay, give us the story. You know, how would you get somebody to, you know, somebody want to invest, and how would you do it? And I was like, yeah. I'm in it. Right. White guys asked me. Right. And you know me, I love to talk. Right. And I got to talk about 30 seconds. I forgot my whole damn train of thought. <laughs> Here we go. They looking at it like, who is this dumb right. <laughs> N-word and all that? I just forgot everything. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad. But what I learned from the experience was I never get in a conversation where, you know, I ever get stuck and lose my train of thought. Mm. But I had to share that with my children. Like, look, man, kind of just be a certain way when you're knowing certain things and stuff. And, you know, look a certain way, do things a certain mm -hmm. way, move a certain way. Because that's why I said me and PJ had that conversation. Like, P, you knew them. Mm -hmm. You knew. Son, don't go in that way. You know, well, I see some people doing that. They ain't you, son. Especially when you knew. Yeah. And that Especially way, when you knew. To you his, haven't established yourself yet. I'm going to say this. To his credit, he listened to me. He listened to me. I will give PJ that credit. Mm -hmm. He did listen to me. You know what, everything with that. Go on and shave all the hair off your face. See how the vibe is. Go from there. You know what I'm saying? Don't go in there with all this kind of stuff. And now they focused on your damn beard. Give yourself a month or two. Right. Check out the vibe. Check out everything. Then you go and from there. And you still may not want to do yeah, it. Yeah, and me and him had a good a grown man conversation uh, Monday night. He said, yeah, I met these folks. They were saying, watch out for that person. He said, well, I'm just going to kind of, you know, get a couple more months to kind of peep out the scene. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of thing of it is. Don't just go in a certain way. Because when you start that whole narrative, you can't judge me. You can't tell me what to do. I get it. I, I know you feel that way, but at the end of the day, you can't ask, be asking for for opportunities or to give certain things to you off how in his day stuff. Right. You want to be. You want to play my game. My game entails what? My, my rules. rules. <laughs> you can't change my damn rules. Right. Right. That ain't how life goes. 
That go for me and you. We grown-ass men. Yeah. And we want to deal in certain settings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got to be honest with myself. Like, everybody ain't cool with. I'm Like I said, I'm dealing with the business. I'm getting for uh, money information, bank information, social security. You know? Everybody ain't going to be cool. They may want this guy to be a certain way. Now, if you want a hookup guy, okay, it don't matter. I can go in there with jogging suits. But if I'm dealing with folks that, okay, look, we want to invest and do these certain things, I got to look a certain, certain way. way. You know what I'm saying? Fair, unfair, it is what it is. Right. Spend less time focusing on what I'm going to do it my way. You ain't you ain't putting money in your pocket. Mm. You spending money out your pocket. You feel me? Right. You, you, that's where your shit going. I got to focus on what? I can, we can sit here and make all the damn videos we want. And when I had to learn that. Right. At the end of the day, what do the people want? What do what people look at my right. channel? Right. You know what I'm saying? They gonna that, want what they want. That's you might deal. be talking about this, but they gonna call you and want to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they say that um, this is a time of parents being friends and not really giving any parental guidance. See how that shit work out for you? Right. How that work out for people you? People being friends with their children and not being parents. Get y'all turning your damn roommate. Right. I mean, hey, 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 you gotta get the hell out of my house. <laughs> we had a, that was the that was the. Uh, it's funny we saying this lab. I put the video on TikTok and it's been on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. I asked the question. The question was asked, um, um, "Would you put your kids out?" That was the the the, the question. Mm-hmm. But the question, the the actual, I'm sorry, listen on the thumbnail. But the question was, your kid go to school, mm-hmm. they get you called, and most parents, when your kids go to school, the first time they leave, you are gonna get that call. I want to come back home. I'm scared, and it's not because things ain't going somebody was treating them it's just they homesick mm. and you got to let them kind of go through some stuff right and so many people like i let them come back i let them come back but you let them come back they ain't never had a chance to learn how to what go through something adjust it's yeah just go through it and whatever this that and that now somebody mistreating your child that's different, that's different. Mm-hmm. but a lot of times and i seen that a lot with my children when they went off to college even t went to play football Cole one playing or this that and they would come on home son I don't want to, I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, like, hell, we done did some shit in your room. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, hell no, you can't come. It was hell getting you out. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Pete all when he went to school. Yeah, Dad, I just don't like it here. What he was saying, like, it's just racist, every racism. Shit, bro. Hey. That's every day. Hey, man, look here. Hey, hey, hey. You got all this damn clothes with him move to your room. Shit. I need to learn Dixie. Right. Or something. <laughs> get the hell out of my... You, get the, you right. know, hey, they got to go through something. Right. They got to go through something. And that's the thing we're talking about with life and all that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, we all had to conform. You ain't selling out. You know a certain thing. But at the end of the day, you got to understand that, listen, people's perception, how you are, can come on how you look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you sitting there, hey, you, you know, you're a young player. You sitting there like, you know, you're a great guy. Is that woman going to be so quick to want to talk to you if you feel to you funky and all that kind of stuff like that? Right. You might be the best man possible. And at the end of the day, she might get that diamond in the rough where I seen things in them most women didn't see. But you got to get past that Yeah, yeah, I had to get past it. And that shit most time don't happen. Well, women today, they don't want to do Man, look at man. Have you looked at yourself? Have you smelled yourself? And that Bro. goes back to, we'll have. that goes to, you know, their perception. What they, what they, what they perceive or what they perceive want in a person you know we short guys we're not gonna get past the shortness if the girl uh, she thinks her ideal person regardless we good we work hard we make money we if the, if she thinks she needs a six three guy 
we we X'd out. Hey, you ain't getting no. Hey, 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 hey right. if you want NBA, you right. ain't looking at pussy. <laughs> right, right. No <laughs> matter how much money we have, how good we look, how how nice we treat them, how respectful we are to them, yeah. their perception of us is that we are not the one for them because we're not six three. Can't get around. Right, we can't, can't get, get around. We can't get around, it, and that's the thing about it. Yeah, you ain't gonna post you, but I might can get you about the right. flow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> pitch for say. No, the value system has been flipped. It used to be God, family, career. Now it's money, happiness, and maybe God. Well, and, and that's the thing about it. But we got to be open-minded enough that everybody don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't do this, that, and that. We can have our ways about moving with certain things, but everybody ain't. You don't have a big pension of a lot of stand-up men. Mm-hmm. You don't have a big pension of, you know, these people keep their words and all that kind of stuff. The whole dynamics have changed. It's not about right or wrong. It's it what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes we can hurt ourselves uh, thinking everybody think that. Well, I just told you, I struggled with that, lad. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, shit, man, you know, didn't you tell them that? I had a, had a situation yesterday with the baby. Um, uh, I keep saying the baby. We, my youngest son, you know, coach told him, hey, hey, son, get your physical, come back out here the next day. He go to the guy the next day, he said, we full. And that one I got to get involved. Right, right. You just tell the boy that. Right. Oh, well, 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 we can make some adjustments. Right. But what if I wasn't there to say that? Right. It's just, hey, rough stuff. Right. And again, lucky you got a daddy can see here. That's involved. Because I stay away from the stuff. You right. know what I'm saying? Hey, coach, did you just tell him? Yeah, if he you come in. Told him to do oh, this. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, the flip side of it is, William didn't go. William, because he's young, intimidated, 12. Uh-huh. He didn't say, hey, coach, you just told me to do right. this. Day. He's scared because his man telling him no. Uh-huh. He didn't think he'd open his mouth because he's scared. Right. But at the end of the day, sometimes we got to understand everybody ain't going to sit there and think about it. Everybody going to remember. I said, well, Colt, my nine ten. I said, son, he, the man work. He coaching. Mm-hmm. Got a family. He might forget it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I told him. I said, but you just can't assume. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like I said, when we start going into, hey, I've done everything I'm supposed to do, you can't look at me a certain way. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if I come tatted up, dreaded up, Braid it up and all this other kind of stuff. Are you creating barriers mm. for yourself that don't need to be there? And are you sitting there saying are you putting these things? You don't. You so intelligent. You you such a leader. You are such a great person. And you sitting there make certain things. Sometimes it ain't about fail. Right. Sometimes it's just what it is. What it, it is. is. You know what I'm saying? But listen, man. I just we're gonna get ready to wrap this up. I ain't seen nobody else come in, no other questions or comments. I want to tell everybody from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys tuned in. We had an awesome show tonight. Uh, make sure you guys, again, go to uh, Change Your Lives. I said Mr. Short Dollar. But go to Change Your Lives, hosted by uh, Deontay Bird on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel. Got a lot of great information now and a lot of great information coming out of pipe. But also, with that said, you're going to get your financial mix. Go to my other YouTube channel, Mr. Short Dollar, where we talk about personal finance, business, entrepreneurship, and investing. That channel got over 600, channel, 600 videos on the channel. 25,000, probably. In between all the platforms, we're probably knocking at 100,000 people, over 100,000 people, mm-hmm. man. We've been grinding, putting a lot of great information out to you people in the community, and most importantly, it's free. So go to the YouTube channel, Change the Lives, hosted by your truly, Deontay Bird, and also Mr. Short Doll on YouTube. Those are the hubs. So again, regardless of what platform you're looking at, those videos are there sitting there waiting for you. For whatever you see, you see, you know, you be able to go there and take advantage of all the great information. So, again, guys, y'all be safe. Love y'all. Quick thing I want to say it was yesterday, my mom's birthday. Ooh. Happy 11th birthday, mom. <laughs> Good morning. My sister, Rizzi, she's 
Yeah, we were going to uh, the casino in Alabama. Mm. Saturday for mom's birthday, so we're gonna go there. Uh, and uh, man, you know, I ain't no damn gambling, you know, my tight <laughs> ass. Shit. <laughs> I'm sitting at the damn crap table, like, fuck that, man. Hey, you know, my I'm tight as hell. I ain't got time to spend no damn money, man, getting this shit go away. But we're gonna go there, <laughs> celebrate mom's birthday that weekend, man. So happy lady birthday, mama. Love you to death. Mom always support me, I always tune in. Did she come in tonight? Yeah, I, I think she came in on. On uh, YouTube. On YouTube. Okay, yeah, she was asking me about everything. Yeah. But my mom always supported me, so again, happy lady birthday, mama. My mom, Audrey, passed more, so I love you. And everything, we're going to party uh, this weekend and stuff. So look forward to that. We're doing that. Uh, any other thing? Man, I can't think of nothing else, man. But uh, tax season going good. Business is booming. Y'all go to my, my tax bidding, Majestic Bidding Services. Um, as, as always, guys, you can look in the description section of the videos and find my company uh, with that. I mean, I don't want to do too much promos with that because, you know, I think it's a serious subject we're talking about. But if you go to the YouTube channel, especially on Mr. Short Dollar, you'll see all the information there. But again, I want to tell you again, thanks for all the love and support. We're at 3150 subscribers. Mm -hmm. We want to hit 5,000 subscribers on Change the Live this year. Yeah, 5,000. Bold, gold, but I think we're able. Right. As long as I be consistent and do what I'm doing, I feel like y'all going to be able to push you, let y'all people know to subscribe to the channel and do it. Especially if you are in that category, you're a parent, single parent, married, uh, black mother, black father. You know, yeah, it don't matter what, you just parent, period. Um, I wonder how the open discussions with a guy because it gets tough. And a lot of times people get holistic advice and talk so much about what their kid did right. And we know most of the time, they, you know, uh, when they do things wrong, it's kind of embarrassing and scary. You don't really have nobody to go to. Mm -hmm. So I try to be transparent in regards to, hey, my kids did this right, but they also did this stuff wrong. And we kind of be like a little sounder board to help each other get through some of the rough times, okay? That's right. So, again, thanks for all the love and support. Y'all be safe. Love y'all. And talk to you soon.